In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Friday, I can see you crystal. 
Welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Welcome to the week. It is going to be a great one, I feel. I just took, I think, like a three-hour nap accidentally. And so I am behind, I have not I have not watched Potomac, uh, Salt Lake City's Succession, 90 Day Fiance. I have not watched anything. It, have you ever laid down to take a, like a, a, a quick nap and then woken up three and a half hours later and be completely confused on where you're at? It's so fun, you guys. Anyways, I am here. I am ready. I I did something bad. Not I did something bad, but I feel the Kardashians purposely screwed me. So me and Sophie Ross, of course, our, our Monday co-hosts, we we recorded this afternoon, and then get get how rude this is. I wait an hour, and then all of a sudden, Courtney Kardashians engaged to Travis fucking Barker out of nowhere, and we had just recorded a whole thing. So you guys. We didn't get to talk. We we talk about Courtney and Travis. We we just don't talk in terms of them getting engaged. We talk about them just dry humping a lot everywhere. So, uh, yeah, the, the the cat's out of the bag, guys. If you have if you don't know where are you living under a rock, it has been like eight hours since they've been engaged, and I. It's it's meant the world to me, folks. It is what it has given me a will to live. Uh, they did it at the Hotel Miramar uh, outside of Santa Barbara. Uh, Travis uh, looked like he took a small, uh, well, maybe a medium-sized flower shop and put it right on the beach there. Hopefully that's uh, eco-friendly, but who cares, right? right? Uh, he was wearing a shirt, so that was also a big deal for him. He looked like he was wearing this kind of striped hamburger shirt, which is maybe his nice shirt. But, uh, yeah, there were roses and these, like, candle votives everywhere. It was just a huge display of red roses. So beautiful. And, uh, you know, Courtney was all in black in her goth wear. And, yeah, did it in Montecito. He, uh, TMZ reports he did it. He pulled out all the stops before presenting her with an engagement ring and asking her to be his wife. Of course, she said yes and gave him a big smooch to celebrate. Who writes over at TMZ? Get a big smooch. What is it? Like, is this going to be a Pulitzer? A big smooch? Uh, it looks like some of their friends and family were on hand to bear witness, and Travis laid out an elaborate floral arrangement of roses right there on the stand. I feel like this is like if you're a member of the Kardashians or anywhere in their orbit, you are you are employing mo I, I think the I think last count they they employ thirty percent of all flower people in the United States and fifty three percent of all cake makers they're they're just they're all working for the Kardashians that's not an actual fact you guys um, so uh, <laughs> TMC doesn't have that much information but I will say. Uh, we also are hearing that there were cameras there. I don't know if it was for the Hulu show uh, or if it was just some kind of personal documentation. But, uh, yeah, there were people there. It, like, could you imagine also? I've been to that hotel, the Miramar, and and I, I man, what what a lucky stumble upon if you're like, holy shit, is that – is that Kravis getting married? Each other? I would that would be like such a great pop culture moment. But um, yeah, it's happened. Good for them. We are worried, of course, for Scott Disick, even though he is not a what we call um, a good man. Uh, we are worried for him. We need to get eyes on him. We don't know if he's slid into Eunice's his her ex's DMs like he did last time. Uh, but. You know, they obviously seem like they belong together. Uh, they they were dry humping once again right after the engagement. 
And and here's another so bad it's good fact. They have now dry humped in 73% of the United, the continental United States of America. So it was time to get engaged. But this is very exciting. The ring looked beautiful. I'm not much for, uh, like, I don't know fashion. I don't know rings. But uh, my friend showed me... Uh, Courtney's ring and then showed me Kim's ring and Courtney's ring does look a hair better. So, well, I mean, it looks, it's, you know, they're all big rings. They're all big. And we know Chloe had a big ring when she was with, um, uh, uh, Chloe and Lamar, Lamar Odom, of course. And I'm sure she'll get another one when she takes that cheating asshole Tristan back, you know, but it's, it's, <laughs> do you think Chris was like, Get engaged now for the Hulu show. Get engaged now. But it has been quite a week for the Kardashians. Kim, of course, hosted SNL last week, and now we get Courtney with this. So it is huge. We will bring you more as the story unfolds. I want to know if the kids were involved in some way. In fact, I want to know where the kids are. We talk about that in uh, in today's episode with Sophie, and we'll get Sophie's thoughts on it next week as the story unfolds because we need to get our first picture of Scott. We need to get, that's going to be a big money picture also. Speaking of big money pictures, we also talk about Erica Jane today and her consistent paparazzi photos. Now it came out, TMZ also reported this week that Erica Jane is not watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. She is staying away from watching it, which made me um, uh, surmise that she unfortunately cannot afford cable any longer. And of course, Bravo is part of most basic cable packages. And you just can't, you gotta, you gotta watch where you're spending the money. You know, it, she, she, she spent 22 years not watching where the money is spent. And now she realizes cable, I have to pay. You're telling me I have to pay for my own cable. No, thank you. I lived it. I don't need to watch that reunion. No, she said she is not watching the reunion because she doesn't need to relive that. And it is just fine. It's like another example of Erica Jane trying to skip over anything. <laughs> you know, she's like, no, no, I won't deal with it. I don't need to deal with it at all. Just like those orphans and widows. It's not my problem. Um, you guys, thank you for making the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion part one recap. A huge hit. Um, it, you know, keep keep listening to them. They're so fun to do. I'm so proud of them, and uh, I got so much good feedback on this last one. A lot of people loved the dongs, the the ballad of Erica Jane, and the dong song. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're. I mean, the dong song is. I think, and it, it's right up there with Adele's new song, "Easy on Me," which man, it, that that song came out this week, and it instantly healed the nation. I think it took back a lot of the effects of COVID. I think we're back on track now after that Adele song. Uh, everybody, Republicans, Democrats, we all love the Adele song. Um, we talk about that, of course, today as well. And we also talk about Rand and Lala Kent. Maybe they are done for. We are seeing signs on social media that uh, things are not well in Rand Lala land, which is which is kind of horrible because they have a tour coming up with with a, a podcast tour, which I talked to Lala on this show, and it's like, if they're really broken up and they're doing a podcast tour, you just sold some tickets, baby. Like, I'm there. But part of me was like, do you think they do this shit to, like, kind of get interest and almost get interest in the new season? Because now I'm like, yeah, I want to watch more of this relationship. Let's see what's... But, but we've also had Lala do this before of, like, threatening... You know, I'm going to unfollow you on Instagram. That's the one thing. Can you imagine getting married? Could you imagine also being able to afford all of your bills and all that stuff? And then also just having to deal with, like, every time you get into a fight, your wife unfollows you on Instagram or fiance or whatever they are, you know? 
the mother of your child. But I will say Rand is Rand is a dick, you know, in the sense that he's spotted with these young girls over in Nashville and having dinner and taking them back to his hotel room. You know, we, of course, have no footage of them making love if that's what happened with these young, younger girls. When I say younger girls, I mean like 20s and 30s, not, you know, like young, young, but young. That's still super young. But, you know, if he's a cheater, yeah, that's that's horrible, horrible shit. Like, I don't know. It, it just I love that. I'm like, I don't know, you guys. I don't know. Are you guys how are you? Are you ready to have a great week? Is that is that what we're what we're doing here? It's going to be another busy week for me. I get to interview some really amazing people this week. One person I get to interview on Tuesday, I am uh they're very infamous. So I'm very like I am very excited to talk to this person, but they're they're infamous. But I I would never have passed up the opportunity to interview this person. Cause I, I need to, I need, I just need to, you know, you need to do things for yourself sometimes. Thank you so much for your support. Like I said, if you can find it in your, your hearts to send me a five-star review on Apple podcasts, that's always really amazing and helpful. If you want to go further than that, you can direct deposit money right into my Wells Fargo bank. No, you can go to the Patreon. Uh, I think for a couple bucks a month, you get access to all new podcast episodes. I released um, three last week. I'll be releasing three this week. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm picking up the pace with that again. And everything, everything, is everything good? I think everything might be good. I almost dare say now, now every, everything is going to completely fall apart. Um, so let's get into this, folks. Of course, we have Sophie and midway through, we'll be only doing one commercial this week. So listen to that. I'm always very excited to do that. And you got a full week of shows ahead of you from So Bad It's Good. This is so exciting that we get to do this. I'm very blessed. And um, just, um, I think that's it. But if not, the cool thing is I get to talk to you like five times a week. So even if I ever forget something here, I get to talk to you about it tomorrow. So have a great week, you guys. And here, without further ado, Miss Sophie Ross. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Monday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, I just realized we're in almost near the end of October, so I don't know. We're the year's almost through, folks. I'm I'm so upset about that. But the only thing that can make me feel better is talking to my Monday co-host. You know her from Twitter. You know her from Instagram. You know her from her writing, but you also know her from this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the best, Sophie Ross. Sophie, how are you today? It's Sunday, isn't it? Hi. Yes. Happy Sunday. Did you watch sport? I know you're a sports girl. Is that was were you watching football all day? Yes. It's football Sunday and the Bengals won. Woo. Do we call it? Is that did I did I make something up or do we really call it football Sunday? It is football Sunday. Wait, do you watch by yourself or do you go to a bar? Like how did, where do you watch? It depends on the day. So there is a Bengals bar that we like to go to. um, But me and my friend were both just like hungover and tired today. So we just watched from my couch and we made skyline dip, which is Cincinnati chili dip. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of this. Yeah. So it's um, cream cheese, Cincinnati chili, which I buy in cans online. It sounds gross, but it's amazing. And then cheddar, shredded cheddar cheese baked in the oven and then hot sauce. You dip chips in it, like tortilla chips. And then we made like a cookie cake too. And, and then- we <laughs> Cincinnati, the Cincinnati brand Graters. It's like a famous ice cream brand from yeah. Cincinnati. So we got ice cream also made a cookie cake. So I've just been eating all day. 
man, it's like a, you're a trash can over there. That's just amazing. <laughs> Wait, uh, and do you, do you drink, like, is there a beverage? Do you, do you drink like uh, Coors Light? Do you drink water? What do you drink during football day? Oh, Dr. Brown's cream soda. You, you're Dr. Brown's class. cream soda. <laughs> um, I just, and, and by the way, do you, sh- I picture you shouting out things like, Go Burrows! Yeah, let's go Burrow! <laughs> Good day, baby! Look at, look at good of those white pants! Yeah, wait, me and my friend today, it was funny because it's she's just my girlfriend, but we were like, good play, baby! And we like realized, we're like, oh my God, we're such like dudes. You're so you're so Schwartz and Sandoval when you guys do that. I know. Um, uh, but I read a comment that made me laugh about um, you the other day about saying, that some girl was saying she loves when you're when we talk about soaking and she loves it when you go, let's soak, baby. <laughs> <laughs> let's soak, baby. <laughs> Wait, is there another soaking topic or? No, I will. I mean, I, 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 I just assume that soaking is catching on. I, I mean, I think 2022 is the year of soaking. And if you guys don't know what that is by now, welcome to the show. Uh, it's pretty uh, just one more time because I know kids love when I explain it. It's when you're you love God enough where you want to protect your virginity, so you just insert yourself into a female and just don't do anything. You're just a dead fish on top of her, and then because that's not movement constitutes losing your virginity to God, and we confirm that with God. And then a jump humper is when your friend, somebody close with the girl or the guy, will like stand next to the bed or stand on the bed and just jump to create the friction. We've confirmed it with God that the movement. Yeah, I, God, 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 God's a Patreon member, and he did write me and he said, <laughs> "I really love what you guys are doing, but I do, I want you to know that is correct. Soaking it does, and he goes, soaking actually is weird. It does." Like I should have set the rule differently and it's my fault, but I guess it does like they're allowed to do that without getting in trouble. God he was said. like, I should have been more clear. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens when you have these 10 assholes writing your words for you, you know, then so, things like soaking are not clear at all, you it's know? Lost in translation. Um, so let's soak me be. So, yeah. Soaky 2022, year of soaky. Um it would you could see fucking like sorry you could see Austin or one of those Southern Charm dipshits soaking. Like, Come <laughs> on, Madison, Madison. I was just soaking with these girls. I wasn't doing anything. I was soaking. The other girl was jump humping. Madison. Listen, did you see Madison got engaged this week? Oh my god! Yes. But more importantly, did you see the comment she accidentally left for herself? <laughs> Yeah, when she's like, he better treat you right. And it, it, no. she forgot to switch accounts. No, she was like, he's one lucky guy. Which Dude. is also like the cringiest comment you can be caught giving yourself. So basically it was clear that she like didn't sign into her burner account. But imagine being that like, like you're really hot. You got things going for you. There's no need for you to like switch over to a burner account and leave a positive comp. Like, yeah. I mean, there's She's enough people enough that will leave. Yes, there will. Like, th- I mean, that to me is when you get like, there's like a sickness with social media. Like, I want people to like me, but I don't even do that. Like, I don't even like switch accounts and like it from different accounts. In fact, I sometimes accidentally hit like on my own post and I'll go back and I'll see that I'll unlike it. Cause I feel like even that is like embarrassing. Yeah. For me, I mean, it's like, I feel like I don't want, you know. Do you remember? Like do you remember when Maddie Pruitt, who was the contestant on Pete's season of The Bachelorette yeah. or The Bachelor, I mean, yeah, when she commented on her own photo and got caught, and she was <laughs> like, 
you're so genuine and real. <laughs> and then everyone started spamming her and was like, you're so genuine and real. <laughs> but it's like, why? <laughs> like, what's the point of doing that? Uh, yeah, I would be like, I would, I would accidentally do my burner and be like, and no way do you have a, an upset tummy most of the time. I think you are, you smell amazing. I would just say stupid shit to myself like that. Um, uh, but yeah, she's engaged and all the time. we have word though, that she will be back on this season of Southern charm, which they had started filming uh, a week and a half ago, but her fiance and her son will not be a part of the show. They are Wait, not. Filming. What? Yeah. So that's like a bummer. Um, if that Where's really, how do you know that? I've got, uh, that's inside sources. That's inside oh, sources. Oh. And in fact, she wasn't going to come back at all. And then I believe she was talked into coming back, but, but cause you need, you need her cause you need Austin's reaction to that. Well, that know? was shocking. First of all, that like, she wasn't going to come back on the show. Like, I don't know if I believe that. She I mean, it might, it might have been a negotiating show. tactic, but yeah. at the same time, well, at the same time, why at this point would, and no offense, this guy, I've seen the guy, he's like a hot modely dude, but why would you, when you're like A-Rod, all of those people, why wouldn't you like hold out for like a hot dude that's also like a sports player? Like, cause that seemed like what she was going for initially, somebody with kind of a name, like girl bossing at a, why would you, I mean, the oh dude is God. hot. I actually, okay, so going off of that, I actually saw the most fascinating TikTok video that I need to send you. It's this <laughs> girl that's been doing breakdowns, like the best breakdowns. And I'm like not an avid TikTok user, so I really can't even like remember what her username is. But she does breakdowns of like Kylie, like the Kylie shit, like the swim business, <laughs> like um, just all of this stuff. And she did a breakdown of, why did Kylie Jenner, after years of being with Tyga, who, by the way, clearly grew because oh. they started dating, and he is in trouble also. Yeah, Tyga, uh, Tyga gave his uh, lady a black eye this week, yes. and she went to the cops, and like, I mean, that's just it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, he's a piece of shit, so fuck Tyga anyway. But she was like, why um, is Tyga, why did Kylie, after years of dating Tyga, just decide to have a baby with Travis Scott? And she goes, I'm using the word decide because nothing that this family does is an accident. And it was really fascinating. It was because Tyga, it's like, can you name a song besides Rack City that Tyga has done? No. Nope. In fact, Travis if I Scott, was Tyga, I would want to see a concert of just him doing Rack City over and over again. Right, same. So Travis Scott at the time was on top of the world. Like he had a big name, big fan base, big following before hooking up with Kylie Jenner. So, and right away, you know, she got knocked up and, you know, a lot of people said it was an accident, but this person on TikTok was speculating. It's kind of like Kim, Chris Humphreys. These men, Chris Humphreys and Tyga, just did not match the caliber of the type of man that they need to be with to be like a power exactly. couple. Exactly. The exactly. power of a power couple. And it really is like Megan Fox and like, who was talking about Megan Fox or Machine Gun Kelly this much before they got together? So it's like the power couple is like really such, when you want clout and attention and publicity and, you know, whatever it is, fame, like- you have to do the power couple. It really makes sense. Yeah, yeah, this TikToker is great. I need to like look her up. Yeah, like, look her up. Send it to me because I would love to. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand. I mean, I I just don't understand anything Kardashian related. But spinning off of that, we talked about Tyga, but I did want to 
there's so much, so many things to talk about you guys, but uh, we, they're already filming Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this next season. People are saying it started in a couple of weeks, but it's already started, you guys. In fact, they were filming at Paris Hilton's bridal shower yesterday, Saturday, and you had Kathy, Lisa, Garcelle, oh, Dorit, but then, but, but also you had Chris Jenner, you had, and um, the thing is, I'm like, is this potentially, and this was, and I, I mean, do you think they're going to have like a episode where they do um, an episode of the new Hulu Kardashian show and an episode of Beverly Hills and do like a crossover event? Like, I think they're both filming for their shows at Paris Hilton's because I don't know if Kim was there. That was the only one, I, but Kim is close with Paris. So, I mean, that is interesting to think about all it because Chris Jenner was definitely there. Yeah. We have photographic proof, but I'm like, oh shit, like. Beverly Hills, we're actually going to be covering Paris Hilton's wedding, potentially, which I think is actually exciting. And Erica Jane was not there, which gave me a theory of she's Erica Jane is definitely back. And the theory is, what if she's like, you know, in those movies where they like, you know, go off to train and make peace with themselves. And all of a sudden, like, I bet we get an Erica Jane free first two episodes of the new season. And she's like off meditating it like, you know, and then she comes back at some dinner and she's and like, dramatic. I'm back. Yeah. It's like dramatic. It's and everybody's the, like, what? Remember that shot where she walks in this season? There's like a cross behind her. And <laughs> someone's like, I'm surprised the cross didn't turn up. <laughs> oh, I mean, how much, by the way, there was another series of Backgrid. Backgrid, of course, being the photo um, company that Kardashians use. A lot of people use where the celebrity can hire them or, or call them and say, this is where I'm going to be. And they can, you know, pay and exchange money. So Backgrid has a series now of Erica Jane sweatsuit uh, shots. It's but I think Oh, yeah, it is really that she was in a black sweatsuit. It's always in front of her house by her Range Rover. And I wonder how much like because she gets money from that. So, I mean, it is kind of the, you know, you scratch your back. I scratch yours kind of thing. And and right now she is hot, even if it's hot in the infamous way. And I don't mean hot look wise, just hot like people are talking about her. And I do. I want to know what that deal is and how much money an Erica Jane picture of her in sweats can pull. I'm sure it's like a larger part of her like PR package that she's probably paying for. Like, I, I'm sure that like all of her PR people are like carefully curating all of this, but it's like, it's so dumb. Like it's so dumb because no one was taking paparazzi photos of her before any, yeah, like you said, it's like, yeah, she's hot right now, quote unquote, but like, it's so, so staged, all of it. Like, yeah. who's following Erica Jane into TJ Maxx? No. Like, who knows? Like, obviously, it's you know, staged. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. 
So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, we've got an upskirt shot of Erica Jane in a chest dressing room at Old Navy, you know, and then Dumois had a, uh, a blind where they saw Erica Jane supposedly at a Target's and a candle delirium. And at the candle delirium, she supposedly said, you know, the lady was like, what's your budget? And she's like, price is no option, which I'm starting to like not believe. I mean, the Dumas things are like 50-50. Like they could be true. A lot of the times you can just, I don't yeah, know. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. Like I, I think Ara Jane is a greedy POS, but I don't, I don't know if I would believe that she's going in going, Money is no object with these candles. I'll take a 30 wick candle, you know, a 30 wick, a 30 wick. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that makes sense in her case, because like where again, it's like she has this real housewife salary, but I don't think she's prancing around spending all this money right now because she doesn't have any. Let's get into it. What did you think of? And by the way, Sophie was on fire on Twitter uh, during the reunion on fire. I mean, just throwing out pearls right and left. What did you think of the first part of the four part reunion of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Rinna and Dorit, like, what are they doing? What are they thinking? Let me finish Sophie. Let me finish Garcelle. Yeah. Let me finish Garcelle. <laughs> That honestly is like the most, like the only quotable Dorit line I can even think of. Really. Oh, I mean, complete. I mean, com- even PK, did you see PK shade on his Instagram post? He goes, yeah. uh, the reason it's a full pot reunion is because Andy asked Dorit how she was doing. Oh, like even her husband roasts her, you know? <gasps> oh my God. I love that. I really did appreciate it. And people were yelling at me on Twitter because I was like, I said something about, because I think, um, who is it? Kate Arthur from Variety. Oh yeah, I love Kate. I'm sitting a bit Yeah, yeah. so Kate from Variety reported that it sounds like all of, you know, the cast members are coming back, just like you said, how they were all at the shower. And I am still hopeful that like, just like how they started filming with Sutton as a friend of, and then like made her a cast member. I feel like, after or during filming and they see how the reaction is, especially to run at the reunion that like they demote her to friend of like during the season would be ideal. I I don't, I don't see it. I mean, here I am comfortable. Uh, Well, no, no, no. I know you want, but you see, I'm like, I, I, and I know my mom always says I cannot say hate, but I, they, I am very close to hating that bag of like, <laughs> guys, let me sit next to you, Garcelle, let me sit next to you. Why do you do this to me, Garcelle? And like invading somebody's personal space. If that was a man, like Lisa Rinna has big, creepy uncle, uncle fingers vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, a creepy no. uncle vibe, you know? Yeah. It was definitely like a manipulation tactic. She like, did it with Denise too. She, like uh, somebody pointed out, she did it with Denise in the Zoom reunion of like, 
why are you saying that, Denise? Why didn't you say it to me? Like, why? She did it and she couldn't, she obviously couldn't get it. Why didn't Zoom. you come to me first? Exactly. That, that's what I said. The, the reunion should have been ca- called Real Housewives of Garcelle. Why didn't you come to me first? Like, it was so ridiculous. And I mean, I don't. <sighs> I don't, I don't know. I got, I'm not going to say Rinna's a racist. I'm not, I'm saying Rinna is thirsty. Rinna is a thirsty person. And if you watch the evolution of her character, I was watching clips from her first season when Kim was the only one that seemed to really rattle her. And Lisa was still trying to like do crocodile tears and like, Oh, uh, you know, why were you so mean to me? Kim? I'm just so innocent. And we watched the evolution and we've emboldened her by our fandom because for the first couple of seasons, she got so praised, even by me. I thought, what a what a soap opera breath of fresh air. And I feel that we imbo- we made her this monster almost, which I think yeah. she's blurring the lines of reality and like character work. And I, I don't think there's a real Rinna there, but I do think she's obsessed with having a job, having money. I think she's obsessed with um, having famous people know her because uh, this she didn't get this kind of respect a decade ago at all. Yeah, no, she's, that's why it's like, she'll do anything to stay on the show. And I think such a big thing that she's been embracing is like the villain. Like, I feel like she's like actually like playing into the villain role so she can stay on the show. Yeah. And like that works sometimes, but Rinna does not show enough of her own life. All she does is fucking attack other people. She has never had her own storyline. Even this season, it was like Amelia okay, Bedelia, Amelia Bedelia, and Scott Disick. That was her only like person. And like Lisa, life. Lisa Beauty, maybe, but we didn't really get to see what went into that. We yeah. just got to see a party and people saying, "Oh, you're going to break the internet with Lisa, you know, Beauty." Which I, I still would love to get numbers on any of this stuff. You know how oh much? Oh my god! Yeah, we're in a beauty. Um, but yeah, it's like. I saw John Gunvalson tweeted something like um, the the reason that Rinna never shows her own like personal stuff is because it's dark. Like the Harry Hamlin stuff is probably dark. Like some of that like personal shit. Like if Rinna starts to like actually open up about her own life instead of just attacking other people, then like I would be open to it. But all she fucking does is attack other people. And yeah, I mean, that, it's, it's, a, it's, a, her own life. it's a way like I feel like she treats it like or now she's convinced herself that it's almost like a game like Survivor. So she kind of keeps. But in that sense, she's hitting the same button again and again, where the yeah. audience is starting to be like, oh, that's classic Rinna. Like, oh, that's what she does. And, you know, if you, you know, it's like if you're a friend of Rinna and she asks you to be on the show, run. You know, like, yeah. and also, I like we talked about last week, I don't think her definition of friend is our definition of friend. Yeah, You know, like, I don't think so. I think she's very comfortable with throwing anybody under the bus at any time. But I do love the fan base and how much they um, just scrape away at every moment. Because there was that, what was it? Who I forgot who said it, but they were like, this is the moment that Kyle switched teams. You know, because there was some reaction of like Rinna and Dorit and Erica Jane yeah. on the other side and Kyle reacting to that. And I'm like, I, I don't. You know, it's just funny to think about them like switching sides as a team yeah. and I'm going. But I will say Garcelle is extremely popular. I know she definitely has her detractors, but I think people really saw what Rena was doing in a very clear way. Oh, my God. It was gaslighting, especially when she was like, Garcelle, like Harry and I were watching the show. What happened to her? 
What happened Happy to her? her? Is she okay? What happened to her? She used to no. I Garza was come on, Rena. No, I swear. Harry was so upset. He cried in his Bolognese. It was so sad. Like I'm like, who does that? But by the way, have you but ever watched a show um, with was? somebody and said he's he looks so sad? He looks so sad. Like what the fuck? It was like so clear that they were they were really trying to gaslight her. And also that they're really just fucking jealous that Garcelle was the fan favorite. And that's what they do. They bully the fan favorite off the show like they did with Denise. Yeah. And it's like, we see what you're doing. Like, that's why it's like the Fox Force 5 really is like it's ruining what is on the brink of being such an incredible, incredible cast. Oh, 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 God, I got it. I think it meant Fox Force 5 cast yeah yeah it's like i and just like show and just it's like yeah i don't want cast members like producing behind the scenes and orchestrating shit it's like clearly ren and dorit came into the reunion with a plan well poor dorit i mean poor dorit is barely she's barely surviving right now like i mean what a what a way like i mean she really I mean, you, I feel like that's what this, where the scream was coming from. It was like this kind of last yell, yelp of desperation of like, please let me have something. Please let me have a moment because here, I mean, her husband had better moments than her this season. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like with Dorit, it's like, what's the point of Dorit? All the fans hate Rena. Like I, I actually love this show. And I would maybe reconsider watching live next season if Rinna is going to be on screen because I find her so insufferable. Wait, are you saying you don't watch live? Are you saying you don't watch live because it's so upsetting with Lisa Rinna? No, I do watch it live. I'm saying that I find her so... I'm at my breaking point with her that it really does make me think twice about like tuning in right away to the show. You know? I like your, I like your idea though, of demoting to a friend of halfway through yes, the season. Because, because what is, even is her storyline ever? Well, but also this is what I think when you fire somebody or get rid of somebody, you know, it, it's temporarily feels good for some reason, but what we want, and we have to, we learned this lesson the hard way with Jax Taylor is that he got fired, but what we would have rather seen is to get his scenes cut down to a minimum to really punish him, to be like, why did you do this, this, this? And that's like part of the enjoyment of watching these people go down is like to watch them on camera, realize their power is slipping. You know, I would love for Rinna to acknowledge that like, oh my God, like, I'm really close to not being on this show at all. Cause with Jax right now, like we, we have a new season of Vanderpump rules and we don't, you know, we get to watch, we get to watch his embarrassing kind of Instagram stories. And by the way, he teased you guys this week that he was like, somebody was like, are you going to be on TV soon? He's like very soon. And it was a guest spot on doctors that daytime talk show where he got, <laughs> he got Botox live on air. And it was like, Oh, 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 my sweet, sweet Jax. That's so sad. Like how the mighty have fallen. And the same thing with Lisa Rinna is like, I would, I would prefer her. I want to keep her close. I want to be able to watch her squirm and realize her power is waning. You know, I would watch a Rinna takedown season. Takedown on what? the, The dynamics. Yeah, exactly. It's like, she doesn't have a story, but it's like the dynamics of the show right now are so like, 
they're always leaning in favor of the Fox Force Five. They need to like cut them down and get their power down. You know, like I need Garcelle and Sutton to have more allies. Well, you know, Garcelle right doesn't now, care though, too. I think enough. That's the thing. Garcelle, I think, is somewhat a normal person. She definitely yeah. has flaws. I'm not. Uh, there are actually a couple of things that I don't love about Garcelle. I love her overall as a whole, but also Garcelle kind of has that thing of like, ah. I don't know if I'm getting paid enough for this. Like, I don't like, there is like a person under there where it's like with us, like if we were on the show at a certain point, be like, why, what I, I even am like that with Instagram. Sometimes I'm like, why am I, I, I was not arguing. I was explaining to somebody today about cancel culture because they wanted to keep going. And I'm like, why am I doing, this is my free time. Like, I don't, I don't, why am I even talking to you about this on my Instagram? Like, this is, I, I just said, why don't you unfollow me? Like, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to block you. Like, I don't, you know, like you don't, but I, you know, it's the same thing of like, I feel like Garcelle, I would love it for a step up, but I almost feel like sometimes she's a little too normal and a little too of like, well, this really isn't real life. So you want somebody as insane as Rinna that plays along in a way. Yeah, I, I didn't love how easily she like let Rinna off the hook. But again, she, Rinna like got in her personal space. And yeah. Like, what do you do? Her. What do you do? Yeah. Like. If I, if I, you just, you're almost just saying something to make it go away. Like, I mean, and right. I, this is going, I'm not going to, I was going to use a bad example. I'm just going to say, you can let your imagination go wherever you want, but it's like where I've read recounts or heard friends stories where you just want it to go away and you just let them do whatever they want. And then you just, you just try to end it as quickly as possible. That's what I'm, it's like, that's where I felt Garcelle. Once she crossed over to that couch, where else are you going to go from there? It's like, keep arguing. Like Garcelle knows who Rinna is. Garcelle's a smart person. Garcelle's like, and I love that Rinna thinks it can be accomplished with just on a reunion of like, let's start again. Let's do it. You know? Yeah, like shut up, Rinna. And that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it also felt like when Garcelle brought up the race thing, which I totally believe Rinna said. Did you, but did you watch uh, that Instagram thing I posted today from uh, somebody sent me this? It was from Reddit, but it was a 10 year ago clip from The Celebrity Apprentice where Lil John was talking about, uh, you know, black people being angry on TV. And Rena goes, Why do you, why do you think you do that? Why do black people always show angry on TV? It was really so horribly worded. And like she was parroting back what he said, but it was in such a way where, I thought it provided context of the actual Garcelle conversation of, I think Rinna probably did say something a lot. Like, I don't want this to be uh, black people arguing. I don't want this to be um, a show about race. I I do believe she said that. I do. For sure. She also did her caught in a lie face. Her. You can't see it, but it was really good, you guys. Um, yeah, her caught in a lie face. It was so obvious that she was caught in a lie. And yeah. also, she knew that Garcelle, like if Garcelle wanted to bring out receipts, I'm sure she had receipts too. And so Rena, just after she said that, Rena was like, okay, let's make up now. Like, it was so obvious. She's such a phony, fraud, fake bitch. What? I got dark there at the life. Fake bitch. Um, well, it is, it, you know, it reminded me of Rena of something that I watched this this weekend was that using the same tactic again and again. And it reminded me of Michael Myers from the movie Halloween, where he just oh God, does the same thing. Content? Is this guy? Wait, by the way, yeah. Like, by the way, that was literally the worst part of the reunion of how much Halloween kills 
um, promo of like, we step away where Kyle, like the thing about visiting this character 40 years later was just so the people of Haddonville. And then on top of that, it was like, Andy goes, well, I heard you had a surprise visitor on your way to the reunion today. And there's like a four camera setup of Kyle exiting her house and Michael Myers is out there. And then Andy has to go, Kathy, was that you that did that? And I think Kathy was like, uh, yes, yes. Like I was, so, I didn't know what was, I thought I was having a stroke. I thought it was, I was so, and then I was like, this is so cheesy. The only thing I kind of now want is them to do it every, all, every episode for the next three episodes of like, by the end, you're like, why are they still doing Michael Myers content? Michael Myers comes out on the reunion couch. Oh, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta tell you though. I did watch Halloween kills with, I will say Kyle did great. Not a great movie. I, I like Halloween, but not a great movie. Kyle did like Kyle's not bad. Like it's not like her bangs. You can see Come where on, you can't be out here. Yeah. Kids, what are you doing? Um, you could see her bangs like doing all the work. You could see the pre nose nose job. Uh, the, the, pre, the, her old nose is in it does amazing work. Uh, her, her nose does get killed in this movie. Spoiler alert. Um, but it was like, it was a bad movie. It was just really cheesy and bad. And, um, I, I still watched it, uh, uh, but there's going to be a trilogy. I guess there's another one going to be coming out next year. And I bet Kyle will be in that too, I guess. So that would be great if there's like more Kyle. I don't know. It was, it was fine. It was just, it was, it made $50 million though. It was like the biggest horror movie post COVID, we're still in COVID at post where people can go back to see movies. So congratulations. Kyle to Ky- effect. Uh, yeah. I mean, but that was another thing we saw this past week. They did a Halloween kills premiere and Lisa Renna was dressed up as the bunny. And that's why I got to grow up. Cause I saw that. And I was like, I was like gaskets. I never felt rage of like, you fucking think that bunny costume's funny. I'll tell you what's funny. You know, like I would, dress, you know, like, she was there. Teddy Mellon, Freddie Mellencamp oh, was there. Oh my God. Get and I'm like, Teddy away from well, me. I have this weird fear that Kyle thinks she is very all powerful because she brought in Kathy. I have a feeling that Kyle is going to use her weight to get back Teddy on at least as a friend of because she went to John Mellencamp in Vegas a couple of weeks ago with Freddie. And then she did the Halloween Kills premiere with Freddie. And I mean, that seems like a lot of Teddy- like. She Dang. does not have, a, I have never once in my however many years on the internet have come across a Teddy Mellencamp fan. Not a single. Oh, there's one. On I know, I know one like, guy that has a podcast, Jock, from, and he's, he's really oh, contrarian. Yeah, he like he loves to be contrarian. He loves to be, and like, I think. I think Jacques is a mess on Twitter. I think I, I like his podcast and I love having him on the podcast. But he, unapologetically loves Teddy and he tries, he's trying to get her on. And I was like, the fact that she won't do his podcast blows me away. Cause I'm like, Freddie Mellencamp this should be your running only fan. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, dude, you should, but I wanted to share some news about Freddie with you. This is very exciting. If, well, I, I guess I'm speaking directly to Jacques right now. Um, Freddie Mellencamp, you guys has a new podcast and she had the Teddy Teapod, which is actually by the same producer as my podcast, Cloud 10. So she's in the family. Um, but what do you think Teddy Mellencamp's new podcast is about? Um, am I supposed to guess? Accountability. Accountability. Do you have any other guests? Um, 
I don't know what she has no personality. What is there to like about it? She has zero personality. This is something I I don't think it would be anything that you would ever think that she would ever be talking about in a million years. She um she has a podcast, you guys, a murder podcast. She has a true crime podcast now that the first episode came out last week. I'm trying to find, I think she might've taken it. I'm trying to find the, um, the, the title of it, but yeah, she has a true crime podcast. Why can't I, I had it, but she, um, she already did a Teddy thing. This is already taken down from her Instagram today. She posted a nude shot of herself with her arm covering her breasts with her mouth. Like, Oh, like shocking. And it goes, now that I have your attention, can y'all please go over and subscribe, review, and give Real Time Crime Crime Pod a five star review? If you think my picture here is shocking, just wait until you tune into the podcast. Link in bio. Told you I'm a team player. I guess her co-host is Leah Lamar. And then it says, disclaimer, this post is not intended for all eyes, especially ones who will ream me in the comments for being thirsty. Please just appreciate the hustle. For anyone worried about men seeing this, my analytics show I am followed by 98% women and hated by 97% of... No, she didn't put the hated part, but the, the rest of that. So it's called, you guys, it's called Real Time Crime Pod. Like, would you ever think of Teddy Mellencamp doing a crime pod? Like, what? That is so, you're right. I never, ever would have guessed that. But she also is, I feel like, okay, I've always liked true crime for a really long time. (laughs) Until now. (laughs) No, but it's become such a basic bitch thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where everyone latches onto it and, like, makes it, everyone who doesn't have a personality suddenly is like, oh, I love true crime. Like, of course. She doesn't have a personality, so. But, yeah, she's such an idiot with her, like, nude photo, and she's like, if you think this is shocking, just wait until you hear how this woman was murdered by your spouse Lincoln well, bio and then so also the the kiss of death I think is for anybody to ask you to rate their podcast five stars before the podcast comes out like I always uh, like I ask people to rate me five stars once they start listening and and I and if you don't like it I ask you just not to rate it at all but but like why like the whole point of a review system is to be like, good job. I think you weren't like to like rate it five stars before the podcast comes out or to be like, I, I know a couple people that do that. I just beg for reviews and I never get it, but she already now has 102 reviews and she's sitting at a 3.2 out of five rating. Uh. So I don't think it's really good. And we'll get to back to Teddy Mellencamp in a second, but folks, it is commercial time. And here's a commercial that I am very proud of today's episode and all week is sponsored by better help. Uh, which is online therapy, folks. Now, uh, we, of course, have talked about them many times. Now, this is one of the best services ever because you can do therapy from the comfort of your own home. And I know um, that might sound uh, like, well, okay, but that's huge, you guys, especially during a time where sometimes it's not been safe to go out to be able to feel free to actually work on yourself, um, which we talk about all the time, to work on your mental health. It is one of the number one things that we can do for ourselves. It's just like going to a doctor for your physical health. Your mental health is just as important for a strong and successful life. And I have always found that. And 
I have gone uh, to therapy uh, many times uh, in my in my years, and uh, it, it, this is something that I'm very proud of that is out there to be able to use. Um, but the best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies. So uh, think about you get oil changes for your car to prevent bigger issues down the road. Uh, we see the doctor. I saw the doctor this past week. Um, you go to the gym to take care of our bodies to prevent injury and disease. Uh, we do chores regular regular. Well, I don't do chores because I don't have to. I'm not married anymore <laughs> to avoid a messy house. Uh, but going to therapy is like all of the above. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. So going to therapy, it doesn't mean something is wrong with you. That is a very important point. I think a lot of people think that means they're weak or something. Just not the case. It means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. So BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Now, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and so bad it's good listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash so bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash so bad. And now, back to Teddy Mellencamp's Apple Podcast Reviews. This review was one star. Yikes. Awful. If I could give zero stars, I would. I should have known it would be bad from Teddy describing Gabby's death as unfortunate and mentioned how hilarious her co-host is so disrespectful and ill-informed maybe teddy should do a podcast about how she's conning people into pain for an eating disorder something she's actually knowledgeable of um, oh my god the gabby so if she's discussing gabby petito and oh my god that well, like just imagine so- just i mean just imagine somebody that like there are certain people and i i will say certain even like people I've had on the podcast that have kind of these amazing crime pods that put so much research and time in. And Teddy Mellencamp is not doing that. I feel like Teddy is like, I never heard of Teddy being a true crime aficionado. I have heard of, I, I, I do know there's a couple of true crimes around Teddy Mellencamp and the fact that her rental property is where the rapper Pop Smoke got murdered a couple of years yes. ago. Uh, also, her husband, Edwin, has a security company that supposedly has really bad reviews and has been in, involved in some legal issues with the security company, which I also think she should do a whole Kyle hour. House. That's right. She should do a whole hour on the, the mystery of Kyle's missing purses when Edwin's security company, I believe, was like at that house. Like, And also, you're right. The all in thing is a huge mystery, potential true crime story as well. And I feel like if that's the angle she's coming from of like, I know true crime because I am true crime, like, like machine gun Kelly, I am weed. Like Teddy, I am true crime, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. But I mean like this true crime stuff, that is a pet peeve of mine. Cause I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. You have so to many. have hosts. You have to have hosts that, you know, handle this gr- like with respect. Gracefully. Yeah. Yeah, gracefully, tactfully, like you have to be very careful and respectful when you discuss these things, especially that's why I'm horrified to think that she's talking about Gabby Petito, because that especially is like an ongoing case like that. I am like very disgusted with the way that people have been like, you know, using that for entertainment and clicks and whatever it is. And I feel like Teddy would be like, um, 
hey, let's uh, innocent until proven guilty, right? Let's uh, let's find him and then we'll see if Brian Landry did it. I think innocent until there is not enough evidence for me, you guys. I'm just going to say it. He hasn't been officially charged yet with a crime. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, I think we have to look at both sides here. Anyway, an ad <laughs> from our sponsors. Like, you have to be able to handle this shit very carefully. And it's like, she's just not the type of person that will be able to. But what, but also like, so the Teddy Teapot, ta- the Teddy Teapod podcast is no longer. And she has um diversified to a true crime pod she pivoted you guys and i just found that fascinating i thought you would too uh speaking of true crime this is actually something that came out on saturday which i was just like whoever put this story in i was like it truly is a man's world and this is what i told you was going to happen if you waited long enough was that we got news that and this is so exciting we got news that army hammer is doing amazing in rehab you guys TMZ is reporting that Army Hammer is thriving in treatment for alcohol, drugs, and sex addiction. And they use one of the youngest fit pictures of Army I've ever seen that made him look like a choir boy. And it said it's been nearly six months since Army Hammer checked himself into a treatment center and the actor remains there, committed to spending as long as it takes to get better. Sources close to Hammer tells us he's thriving in the Florida facility. Those around him feel he's changed for the better from when he arrived and you can hear the difference in his voice. Not only that, we're told army is kept in constant contact with his kids and loved ones, FaceTiming with them regularly and sharing his progress. Our sources say there's still no exact timeline for when he'll complete treatment, but he's willing to do whatever it takes. We're told call me by your name star understands he was in an incredibly dangerous place before treatment and doesn't want to backslide. That it like concerns me that like a, an article that's so clearly from his PR team can just like glowing, glowing. Yeah. Like it's clearly from his PR team. Like that is concerning to me. Like why, why are we just letting these people's PR teams like dictate the narrative instead of, I mean, again, it's like that takes work to have like, you know, real journalism, not just like TMZ bullshit, but like, I don't know. That like is very alarming to me because it's not, it's not something I think that this isn't something that can just be fucking fixed in rehab. Like well, that, that, yeah, I want to make that clear to you guys. I'm not making fun of rehab. In fact, I do know people that with drug and alcohol issues oh, yeah, that have great success. What I'm talking about also here is there was a cannibalism aspect to this. There was a violence aspect to this towards women. And what I'm yeah. saying here is that that's one of the harder things if you, I mean, speaking of true crime, you know, it's really one of the harder things is for a mind when you get to that point to then be able to switch back. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a sickness. I guess you could compare it to drug and alcohol, but it wasn't like, um, you know, Ted Bundy, or, and, and I, that's a bad example, you know, was like, if I could just go to rehab, I think I'd have a good shot at not killing these women, you know, like. Right. Different. Yeah. They're trying to lump him in with like addicts and people who just need help. And like, that's no, that's not what he is like. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm telling you my theory, like not my theory, but I truly believe if you have this kind of glowing shit being actually pushed by Daily Mail and TMZ, I really, truly think by the end of 2022, he could be working again. Like I really I would have I would have said completely the opposite in February of this past year. 
But he did something that Erica Jane didn't do is that he shut the fuck up. He shut up. He disappeared. And now we're getting people. This is like phase two of like, we're going to push these stories. He's amazing. He's a great father. You guys, he's FaceTiming his kids on the daily. And I love the part of like, you can hear it in his voice. <laughs> you know, it's like, he's much more cheerful. Like, what is that? Yeah. Like what? I mean, yeah, you're right. Shutting up and disappearing was like the best move he could have made. But um, yeah, like, I don't know. I really, really, really hope. I think if anything, it would be like a very, very small, like indie movie that would like give him a chance. But if it's but good, like, that's all it takes. I mean, telling I you, like, I don't see any big like studios or anything like that just because they would have the no. backlash. But like, again, it's like, we'll see. They're clearly working on rehabbing his image and like, oh, it's just disgusting. And I believe I'm, I'm trying to think like he would never get an Oprah interview or anything like that. But I was trying to think like he could, could he get a 60 minutes piece? Could he get a, you know, cause he would want, he wanted to be like, army is a student of Hollywood. I do know that. Like, like I would think, you know, his team and all that, it would be very, somebody hard hitting somebody that's going to ask the tough questions. It's not going to be a, a puff piece. Supposedly, you know, like I do think there will, we, we will see that in 2022, which is so weird that we always now already now have to think about what 2022 will bring. But I saw that on Saturday and I just, I was like, Oh man, I got to talk to, Sophie about that. That's wild. You know, I know it's just like, uh, that article really pissed me off. Um, Hey, what did you mean on your social media? What, what, what was it about the question about socks? Oh, I was just having a debate because I debate? wear socks. I wear socks to bed. Like that's I like wearing... psycho- that's actually, you're like army hammer. That's psychotic. That's... I know. I'm sorry. What? I like wearing fuzzy socks to bed. I make it like really, really, really cold. And then I wear like fuzzy socks. I like the cold part, but the socks part is weird. Yeah. So some people think that's psycho, but some people agree with me. They wear socks to bed too. <laughs> so I'm not alone. Um, well, Speaking of being alone, we have news coming out of Vanderpump Rules this morning that maybe Lala and Randall are no longer. Um, We had a, I don't know if it was Bravo and Cocktails or Demois, I'm sorry that I'm not specific. I mean, let's just assume it's both. Um, They had pictures of Rand in Nashville with uh, a couple of young girls, just him and a couple of like, you know, girls in their 20s or 30s. Hot young things. Hot, Hot young things. And then today we got Lala deleting all photos of Rand. They and do that though. They do do no no no. And by the way, she'll she's the first to tell you she'll pop yeah. up. She's got a temper. And yeah. uh, I love the people doing the detective work. Is that she? Um, she has a story. You guys, what looks like checking into a hotel potentially with two guys carrying her luggage and and baby luggage with the Beyonce, one of Beyonce's songs from Lemonade, which Lemonade, you guys, is an album about Jay-Z cheating on Beyonce. So if you Da Vinci code all of this together, I'm sure we can make anything, anything we want. But it is interesting to me that, I mean, the pieces would fit. And I mean, that's kind of how Randall got Lala, you know, when he was on the tail end of his last mirror, you know, I mean, or is this a way to get Vanderpump Rules ratings up? Or is this a way to get people paying attention, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't see that. So now I'm like researching, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised in the freaking least. Like people like Rand, like that's, and if you see Rand on this season of Vanderpump Rules, 
he really is this charming guy that gets by on just agreeing, like kind of makes you like Lala didn't make the New York best time seller list. And he's like, oh, baby, uh-huh. oh, you know, you work so hard, babe. Come on. Like you always want a guy like that in your corner or a friend like that. He makes things feel OK. And to me, I feel like that's probably very attractive. You feel like you have somebody stable. I think Rand's problem, though, is that once you get women that way, how do you go back to not doing that? You know? I did freaking love that moment. Right? When when Lala didn't make... No, no, no. You just like that she did either. Yeah, I wasn't like, oh my God, Rand, you're so sweet. No, I loved how she didn't make the New York Times bestseller list and she was like actually sad about it and like cried and like for sure thought she was going to get it. And he like almost had a cake made that said like congrats. And it's funny to me, I'm like, who I get why Stassi kind of, she was like the uh, Vanderpump OG, OG book. Yeah. O- yeah. Yeah. And built like a, one of the only ones to really build like a huge fan base. Yeah. Very successful. Yeah. It's like, who is buying Lala's book? I mean, and by the way, like I, 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 I listen to Lala's book. It's fine. It's good. It's a, but I would have much rather, I said this, I would have much rather a book 20 years from now talking about her early years and talking about whatever happens in the future with Rand. Like that's the, that's the perspective I would love. Like, I don't want the, I mean like this Lala, we've already seen so much of on Vanderpump rules. I always want to see them with more perspective of like actually what age uh, gives you is that that is possibly when I would find her, um, her advice or her story, the most rewarding is like 20 years from now, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. All the people. And also that's such a bachelor bachelorette contestant thing too. They always like release books. I'm I'm talking to a couple, I think soon. Yeah. It's such a vanity thing. They're like, Oh, well, like, I don't know what else to do. So like, why don't I just like release a book and it's all ghostwritten. Lala's book was ghostwritten, obviously. Like they don't even write it themselves. They just put their face on it and their name on it. Like it's just a vanity thing. Like there's never anything that juicy and anything that juicy from these books always end up in like Us Weekly articles. Well, and what exactly? It's almost made to kind of feed the Us Weekly beast. But yeah. the the only thing I really dislike about these is because you can always tell the ghostwriters work because they're always like, they always do a device. Like what's the device? Oh, things that I would tell myself when I was younger. And I'll start each chapter with that. Like you can always tell the ghostwriter gives them some like kind of device to do in the book, you know, of like, we're going to start with the sickness and we're going to end with the sickness, but in between it's going to be the light. Like you can always tell where the ghostwriter has put their prints because you know, no offense to Dorinda. I thought Dorinda's book was actually really good and entertaining, but you could tell where the ghostwriter was like these little words of wisdom, these little kind of like, like Dorinda isms and success motto things. Let's sprinkle those in every, and you could just tell that that's not a Dorinda thing. That's a ghostwriter thing, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's even like, even the idea of Dorinda even sitting down and like writing any of this, like, I would just think that, you know, they fill in the ghostwriter. This is how I imagine it goes with a lot of these ghostwriters. I think that they, you know, fill the ghostwriter in on like their life story, what they want to include, all that stuff. And the ghostwriter is the one that actually just freaking writes everything. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated by like, the Brian Moylan, like Erica, Erica thing. Well, okay. So what she's referring to you guys, you probably already know, but Brian Moylan, of course, was the ghostwriter on pretty mess, Erica Jane's book or whatever her book was called, which I listened to on audiobook years ago. And, uh, you know, it's your typical housewives 
uh, tome, but Brian Moylan ghost wrote that. And Brian Moylan, you know, he writes for Vulture. He wrote that Housewives book uh, over the last year. And he has been so easy on Erica Jane. He just has. And, and Brian Moylan's a very smart, funny dude. So he knows it. We, I mean, like, it's just a weird, awkward thing that we all yeah. kind of not, I mean, and by the way, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter not tiptoeing around it and literally let go that, that traitor asshole bribe. I mean, they get really intense with the things that I've read. And I mean, I imagine when you do have like a personal relationship with anybody, it like, complicated. yeah, like I'm sure if like, you know, something happened to you. So I would probably find it hard to badmouth you yeah. in any capacity. I, I, I would still, I would still know, but I would still try. I would still try to yeah. badmouth you. It just might be hard for me. But right. Brian Moylan tries to, you know, he's like, well, yeah, she has done some wrong, but could I miss, could I direct your attention over here to what Kyle's yeah. doing? You know, like he always tries to do one of those things. And I, um, I think that definitely hurts his brand in the long run. Like, yeah. you know, like you can't be bought off. Yeah, because I always have like literally he's one of the writers over so the funny. years that I, yeah, I seek out the writing. I seek out his recaps like for everything. Even if I'm like not watching the show, I'll like read Brian's recaps because they're always hilarious. Yeah, Like the descriptors he uses for people and uh, like his Vanderpump recaps are always hilarious. They end with Tom, Tom and Tom fanfic, like <laughs> a sexual fantasy. Like he's so funny and such a talented writer. And yeah, I've been like so disappointed by And like, for him, that's a huge break. To, to, to go from Erica Jane's book, you guys, is a huge break. He even got to be on the show. That's huge for somebody like that. And it, 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 but it's frustrating too, is that we talk about this all the time on the show with pop culture is that once you do have a strike against you though, it's really hard for people to forget that. Like I will say, I have read Brian's things since and not that I'm not talking about quality of the, his writing, but I will say like, it will be in the back of my head of like, well, this guy agrees with Erica Jane. So I don't, you know, like I have that bias. Like it, it's almost on the reader's fault. It's almost my fault that I have this bias. I can't separate. I'm smart enough sometimes to separate the two. And so I kind of just like, uh, bravo, traitor. And I know that's ridiculous. I know that. But, you know, you really got to watch true. what you do in this life. If you care about the thing that you're working on, be careful on which side of the, um, which side you go to, you know? It's true. And I mean, I think the Erica stuff is just so uniquely ugly that it really is taking down everyone that associates with her. Like, I don't know if you saw that the Rinna, like all her like QVC, not the QVC stuff, her clothing line. I think it was her clothing line on QVC. Like everything is literally a dollar right now. Like it's really, really. That feels really like too much. Yeah, no, it absolutely is too much. That's <laughs> 99 cents more than I would pay, honestly. But, um, like, I feel like it really is permanently damaging, even like Kyle, kind of. I feel like just the fact that people are defending her in Erica's corner at all is like such a terrible look because what she did, what she has been accused of doing is so objectively terrible. And how she's been acting in the face of all this is so objectively lacking in empathy um yeah it's just a terrible look for anyone who associates with her so did yeah you, did you ever think though i have this kind of thought in my back of my head like well there's got to be another bigger reason is there a bigger reason here and my theory is that she already has a second book deal and that he's writing that i would be because wouldn't you think about the well thing, i really do believe and we've we've mentioned this before but the erica jane redemption tour I believe this next season of Beverly Hills, we're going to see her now. Like, cause at the beginning of the reunion this past week, you guys, she's like, 
I want to make the victims whole. She goes, the alleged victims. I And I missed that on my recap, you guys. Victims. But she said oh the God. alleged victims, which, girl, we already proved they're victims. The alleged victim, that yeah. word doesn't pertain here. But she used a law term, I want to make them whole. And she said at the very beginning, she kind of read a statement that she had memorized. But my thing is, I feel like she does this because she knows next season she need, it's going to be her redemption season. I think in her head, she's like, I got to ride this out. And then, and because remember, we had that um, that monologue from America of like, one day this is not going to be over. It's going to be a sweet day, and I'm going to remember who was for me, and who was and who against was against. Me. Me. Yeah, like so. In her head, I think she is like, okay, I took my my licks on the show, and now this next season is comeback time, baby. Erica Jane tour at the gay clubs, and my book, and Brian well, Moore is ghost writing my book. I think it's interesting that, you know, she probably did come into the season thinking that it probably was going to go well for her and that the fans would have her back. Yeah. And she had this like tough, like, you know, doing her tough Erica Jane thing, which worked for her in the early seasons because, you know, orphans and widows weren't involved, but she got so much backlash from having like no humility, humility and just being this like tough, like, just like vicious, defensive, like, like cunt, basically. <laughs> to use Erica's words, and I feel like yeah, she probably will try to come back next season with you know a more humble, completely different approach because she knows that her approach before didn't work. But in regards to like coming back to the gay clubs and the book deal thing, people have to pay for that, like the book deal. I'm thinking about how even Kristen Doty's she was supposed to have more books come out after her first book and they dropped. Yeah. Her. Well, in fact, I, I don't know if this deal is still in place, but they had optioned it supposedly for a movie, not like the Kristen Doty story, but like, he's just not yeah. that into you kind of thing. You know, they made a movie yeah. of that, you know, uh, supposedly, but I think that is out the window. Um, as we start uh, wrapping up here, there's a bunch of quick hits. Travis Barker was on uh, playing drums with Young Thug last night on Saturday Night Live. And we had pictures of Kourtney Kardashian. Uh, you know, they were dry humping on a sofa backstage at SNL. And I found that very odd because she wasn't there for Kim, but then she was there for Travis. Yeah. And I I mean, like, not that like I've not heard anything, but I just thought that was odd of like the week after Kourtney is there. And I almost thought like, is Kourtney going to show up on a sketch making fun of Kim from it? And then I was like, oh, please, oh, please don't make SNL like like I loved Kim on uh, SNL, but please don't make it like influencer central on SNL. Now, please don't have people just come through to like joke on jokes and, you know, and it didn't happen. Thank yeah, God. We but We don't need any more of those Kardashian acting chops. Did the you Chris see that Jenner? Daily Mail article, though, about them supposedly losing a phone between two business class seats and it took two hours to get the uh, the phone out and Courtney was livid. Um, I put the story on my Instagram, you guys, he was, she was livid and they had to take apart the seats to get the phone out. And, and I mean, this sounds ridiculous. First off, uh, Spencer Pratt commented on uh friend of the pod. I lo- that's historical for me to say that he said, uh, I, that's why I've always told Courtney to fly uh private, you know, because they were flying an actual airline. So I don't know how true this story Wait, is. Why weren't they you, flying private? Where were they going? I think they might've been going to New York for SNL. That's surprising that they weren't flying private. 
But I kind of like, like like humble, humble king and queen, you know, like don't. I know it's like, that's very humble of them. Cause usually it's like, you know, they only fly private. And I feel like once you fly private, you probably never go back. Or once you make that, you're like, I mean, I, I just, I'm so cheap. It would just be like, it's so expensive to fly private. And it's like, oh yeah. You know, like if somebody gave a fuck about me, maybe I'd like think twice about it, but nobody cares. Like nobody comes up to me in an airplane. I would never, you know, put me in the back near the bathrooms. I don't care. You know, it's surprising to me. Cause when you think of Kardashians, you never think they would fly commercial ever again, like ever They, you know, they've been flying private for so long. How do you go back? Well, ever since Courtney became goth, I think she's just so much more, yeah. Um, woman, of, she's salt of the earth. She's woman of the people now, you know? Yeah, uh, exactly. That, oh my God. I'm like still just stuck on that. That's so interesting to me. And also, I feel where like- are Courtney's kids? I I see that she's driving around the world, but like, where is the, where are they? Like, I can't imagine Scott has them. He seems like he's so into himself most of the time. I can't imagine Scott has the kids, you know? So like, what, what, where are they? Courtney honestly drives me nuts because throughout the year, she's always been like, my only priority is being a mother. I don't need the show. I do not want attention. I don't want money. All I care about is my kids. And it's kind of been like her excuse to like not do anything ever. And like, she just doesn't work or do anything. I love that this might be the downfall of Poosh. Yeah, it's like Poosh. I'm sorry. People like debate how much money they think Poosh makes. But as someone who has worked Poosh in the media makes industry, money. So they have like affiliate links where you can buy things through Poosh, which, you know, makes the website money. But yeah, that's like any media media websites like websites like that do not make money. I've worked for them. That's why the industry, all of those websites, they don't pay you much when you write for a website like that. Like yeah. they just do not make money. So it's like, it's not like Poosh is bringing in a ton of, it doesn't matter, but it's just funny that like Courtney's always been like, my only priority is being a mother. And then she's like, always like traveling. I will say allegedly, I, allegedly I might have met or been a Philly. I might've met one of one of the nannies at some point. And I will say there's multiple nannies. It's not like, oh yeah, it's, it's not like one. It's not like, it's like multiple nannies. So it's like very different of like, I appreciate Courtney wanting to be a good mom. And I'm sure in some capacity she is, but it's very different than all of the listeners out there being good moms. You know, it's like, it's a very different thing, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. She's like, I can't work at all because I just need to be a mom. It's like, well, some people need to work and be moms. Like you have a very cushy life where you literally can just show up to a photo shoot. And like, she just, you know, all throughout the Kardashians, I feel like she always like made that excuse, which I, again, I think is so ironic just because she's always like, you know, I'm like, okay. Did you see Chloe's, um, I, I felt like Chloe must have had a bad week last week in terms of like self-confidence because, you know, Chris Jenner did a Kim Kardashian. I'm so proud of you, Kim SNL. You took oh, this yeah, and through Chris, everything. And, and then, and then Chloe was like, I'm also so proud of Coco, our Coco. Um, and I'm also proud of her, um, health magazine cover. I've never heard of the health magazine. I think I've oh, never, you haven't? Oh, I I've heard of health. Like I've, I've tried to work on mine at times, but I've never heard of the magazine health. And I will say I've seen the health cover and here, like, it's very tricky. People say I pick on Chloe. No, here's the deal. I love Chloe and that's why I pick on her, but I will say I am so inspired by what she did to her body. And that's not a joke. Like she really, I saw her put the work in, but what I, what I am disappointed in 
is that there's also a team of amazing artists working on photoshopping fucking Khloe Kardashian and every one of her Instagram posts, her health magazine posts. And it's like, girl, you got a fucking rocking body and you're beautiful. The face that I saw you with on SNL, the fact that you are now like, it's like this Chloe digital face, which is like a cross between Michael Jackson and Chloe. And I'm like, I don't get the digital Chloe because we're all, if you see a digital picture of her, it's now like, this is the one we see. But if you see Chloe in real life, it's not the digital Michael Jackson, Chloe. And I don't get where, who, what directive, who's doing this, who is from the top saying, we're going with the one that doesn't look anything like Chloe in person. And then we're not going to show Chloe's actual body that she worked her ass off for. And none of us have that body. We're going to show an even better body. That's not hers at all. Like it's weird to me. It's so interesting. And I said this when we were talking last week also about, um, about Kim on SNL, that even like just seeing her on a camera that isn't like a filtered lens on the Kardashians. I was like, Oh, like she looks like, you know, a normal kind of like, she's still gorgeous. But again, she doesn't look like how she looks on Instagram. Their faces are like, that's why Kylie, I feel like is so uncomfortable. If you watched her, like, what is it? Vogue 72 questions or 82. I can't remember what it is, but she's so uncomfortable on camera because she can't like, their faces are just sort of designed to look good in photos and to do like this face, not to smile, not to move, not to do. So it's like, I'm, I feel like they're all so just uncomfortable in their skin, like in real life, like they look hot on their Instagrams, but like in real life, they're probably like, you know, you can see in that video, it was so fascinating. Whenever I watch like videos of Kylie Jenner, even if it's like someone else filming her, I see how uncomfortable she looks in her own skin. She's always like playing with her hair or adjusting her clothes or like touching her. Like she's so uncomfortable and it's just, yeah, it's fascinating. And the only, I will say is like, fuck off Tristan Thompson. Once again, he looked to comment on Chloe's health magazine. I'm like, girl, you got rock hard abs. And I am so proud of your ass. Like it was like this like and we always know like this is the same cycle we go with Tristan every time he starts feeling emboldened to leaving like comment and like look how hot you are flame emoji flame emoji and it's like dude why don't you flame emoji your ass not cheating on this girl instead of leaving comments every second like it's like we get like how how why are you still doing this it's like it's like Lisa Renna it's the same shit we 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 are watching this is not like we're all watching at this point yeah, I hate that man. I do too. Um, is it weird that I've pictured Paige the Sorbo and Craig having sex in my head or tried to Ew. picture what it's like? Well, no, Ew. not in a not no, not in a way of like me getting off on it, but like in a way of like, do you think he's like like too drunk and he gets like whiskey dick and Paige is like, oh, it's oh, fine. I don't sure. want to he probably has a lot of like coke side effects. Well, that's well, remember the summer house thing she said. I give like her current boyfriend, she's like, I'll give him three positions, and I'm like, hurry up, you know? Yeah. So like some people are just like ready to, you know, like, let's get this over with. And I just wonder, like, and no offense, like, guys, I know there's the, the Craig army out there. I love Craig. I, I do. But I got to say, like, I don't picture Craig being a very passionate lover, you know? Well, remember when I told you that I just didn't feel like sexual attraction to Craig and you were like, what? <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't feel any sexual. But I also think what? that the way that Paige was talking about Perry at the time, like she clearly was so not into him. Oh, I mean, so, I mean, like, it was like, I was embarrassed for Perry. Yeah. Oh my God. So embarrassing. Yeah. When you're like, yeah, just get it over with. Like that's when you know you're like over the relationship. Yeah, just, just finish. 
Yeah, just, just go, it. go, do it. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to remind everybody, and and Sophie knows this because it's starting right now. Sunday night, we have a magical night. We have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Potomac, the return of Succession season three, 90 Day Fiance. It really is the golden age of TV. It's such good TV that I almost wish we were in quarantine again to be able to watch and view all of this stuff. You love Succession, right? No, I haven't watched Succession. I need to get into it. I know. You got to get it. I mean, really, you got to get it. It's just. I know. I feel really left out whenever everyone starts talking about it. I'm like, that's one show that I just need to like freaking catch up. I Do you watch You? So the third season of You, you guys came out. I've I've watched the first season. I started the second season and I hate Chris Leah. So I had to stop. Um, Third season came out. Was it amazing? I finished it. I already finished it. It came out. Was it a great season? Um, I think I would say that the second season I liked better, but it was a good season. It honestly felt like one big lifetime movie, which I like. I love <laughs> that's they're like comedy. in suburbia and like murdering their neighbors and stuff. So like, yeah, it's very lifetimey, but I'm into that. Well, good. I mean, I like that. Any uh anything big coming up uh this week for you? Anything that we need to know about? Um oh, you know, shit, shit, know. Sophie, Sophie, I'm so sorry. I forgot to Adele. Adele's new song came. Oh yeah, guys. Go easy on me. (laughs) How um how do you do you like it? I love it. I'm obsessed. So Adele, though, this is interesting. I did get not backlash per se, but this isn't as much of a sad song as they wanted it to be. Which I love when people are like picky about Adele songs. But she had a quote that I found interesting where she said. You know, I could do what was the the hello? Was it that the song last time? Hello. Oh it's yeah. Me. yeah. She's like, I could do like, but she's like, I want that song catapulted me to the next level of fame yeah, so much. She said that I almost like, yeah, I could do, but I'm very like I'm very I love this album and this song so much, but I'm also very aware of not keep doing that song because. I honestly don't want that level of fame or to like to get any higher than I am now. And I kind of respect that, but it is interesting. Like I will say like, I appreciate Adele as a vocalist and I do love um, feeling sad to Adele songs, but I will say that I don't think I've ever played Adele albums over and over again. Like it's almost like she's already there in my head and I don't ever replay the albums. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's already on the radio so much. You always kind of peripherally yeah. hear it anyways that I'm never there going like, going to yeah. play it play it again, you know? But I did see that quote where she said that. And then I was like expecting, it was kind of like Lord, how when Lord's first, like from Poor Solar Lord. Power or whatever. Poor came Lord, like, man. Yeah, everyone was like, um, okay, this was like very underwhelming. So I was like prepared to be underwhelmed. It was when Lord was like, I just wanted to try something different. So whenever someone says that, I'm like, okay, I'm scared. <laughs> Well, but, yeah. <laughs> but it was no it was it's been stuck in my head all weekend and i feel like it was like you know just like her classic ballad anthem whatever loved it would you ever take a guy seriously if he if you were on a date like you're like getting along with him and he's like i'd love to dance with you to this adele song would you would that be your jam oh my God, that'd be so cute what do you mean? <laughs> no, i did not i didn't i didn't count i thought you would be like no no that's too much you would you would dig that you know what? As I'm getting older, I appreciate that stuff more. I would love a guy to ask me to slow dance to an Adele song. Are you kidding? You know, when I was in high school, this is like my uh, my high school girlfriend. It was like right at the beginning. Couldn't go to the dance, uh, the homecoming dance because she was sick. So I uh, 
it was before her mom completely hated me and she still liked me. I was able to sneak into her room and I did like, I put streamers and balloons and then I did um, like this, like dance to like the slow journey songs, like faithfully. And I created the homecoming dance in her bedroom, you know? Oh my God. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was awesome. That was the, uh, yeah, no, that was who I lost my B card to you guys. So. Oh, ow, ow. Yeah, yeah. It, it was last week, brother. Woo! Soak in. Yeah, let's soak, baby. Let's soak, baby. Um, Sophie Ross, people, this could have gone on for another hour because I always have such a good time. Uh, but I guess we'll have next week to look forward to as well. Um, if, if you guys are so inclined, please leave a five-star review. Not like Teddy Mellencamp. Not like that at all, but you know, just if you want to be nice. So, um, and and always pay attention to Sophie on social media because that's where you can find any new articles and any new things like that. We should do. I already talked. We're going to do a show shirt, but we should do like a sh- a shirt for this for like Monday episodes or something. Like should we, we and then should. We'll, we'll split Wait. the proceeds or whatever. And yes, like, we, um, we should do merch. Yeah, we should. I mean, like it would be kind of Wait, funny. We like do shirts that say "Let's soak, baby." Let's soak, baby, <laughs> guys. Will you message if anybody would be interested in that? Because that could be <laughs> kind of funny. So um, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week, Soph. Okay, love you, baby. Love you. <laughs> um. Betches.